Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by DeVille Diada Podcast. I relax. I know y'all wondering, what happened to the Monday episode? Well, DeVille was extremely exhausted from his weekend, so I took a break. I took a little uh, mental health break, is what we'll call it. A little bit of time to get myself together, and uh, I'm back. Your boy is back. Got a couple, uh, not a couple now, so I have a announcement, man. I did, over the weekend, I did a interview with Yeah about that podcast, and it will be up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be up Wednesday, man. It was dope. I actually was a guest on their show, man. We covered a lot of topics, everything from uh, music to uh, movies and entertainment. We talked about everything. They even got me to, <laughs> they even got me to dig up one of my old songs from back when I used to rap, man. So, y'all need to go search up and find that yeah about that podcast, man. Regardless to whether or not I was gonna be on there, you need to go search that up, man, and check them out. Those guys are some dope guys, man. Now I want to tell you a little bit about my weekend. Shouts out to Ionic VR. Over the weekend, Sunday to be exact, I took the kids to Iconic, Ionic VR, right? Great place, man. Great customer service. They treated us like royalty up in there. So, Ionic VR is basically a virtual reality arcade. Costs you around 30 bucks uh, per session for the basic package where you get a VR station. So, I booked us three VR stations, one for each of us, for our weekend in there. I was kind of skeptical because I'm thinking, you know, what is the catch going to be here? They, I'm going to get in here and they're going to give us like some long 20-minute tutorial. And then, you know, we got the rest of the time to play games. But it wasn't even like that. It was like three minutes. <laughs> it's like three minutes. Hey, we're going to put the headset on you. Here's the controller. This is what these buttons do. Have at it. They had like 60, like 60 different games you could play. And you could play as uh, as many games as you wanted to, as many games as that hour would allot you to play. So, I started off, I jump on and I played a Beat Saber. One of my daughter's suggestions is basically a game where it's kind of like Guitar Hero. These blocks are coming at you and they have arrows on them and you hit the blocks in sequence. And it makes beats. And, you know, if you get to be correct, you win. I tried that out first. Then I realized they had a Creed game. I think it was like Rise of, the Rise of Creed or something like that. So, I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. Because who doesn't want a chance to whoop Michael B. Jordan's ass? Of course, I did. And this was really when I got the full experience of the VR, right? Because I put it on and I realized... That this isn't just something that's going on in front of me. There's things going on behind me. I turn around, there's literally a whole gym behind me. Weight benches, punching bags, heavy bags, all type of stuff I can interact with. So I go to the fight and 
Rocky, I look over to my right, Rocky standing right there on the side of the ring. Fight comes in, you know, and it wasn't like you could just go in there and throw wild punches and win the game. You actually had to strategize. You had to slip punches, counter punch, you know, bob weave, body shots. It was dope, man. And I, yeah, I whooped, I whooped Creed ass, and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but this is when things got wild. They have some roller coaster, <laughs> some roller coaster and uh, gliding, hang gliding games on there, simulators on there. And I'm not a roller coaster person, first and foremost. But I'm like, boom, we up in here. It's virtual reality. This finna be a breeze, right? <laughs> so they tell you if you're gonna do any of those, you have to get a chair and sit down because, of course, you know, your equilibrium and all that will get thrown off when, you know, you're moving in the VR world, but you're not moving in the physical world. It'll throw you off and a lot of people fall down. So I get my chair. I sit down, start up this uh, this simulator. It was called Tower, the Tower. And at first, it's cool. I go, you're inside the tower, and this thing just this platform just starts rising up, rises up. You can't see anything outside of the tower though. It rises up, then it stops at the track, and you come out of the building. When it came out of the tower, initially I'm looking around at the skyline. I'm like, man, this is some dope stuff. So glad I came here today. And then I messed around and looked down. And I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, this thing was so high above the ground. It was, pro it was probably like not even tangible, you know, to be to make a roller coaster this high. I don't think you could ever actually make one as high as this one was. But it threw me off, and I'm like, whoa. Then when that jump went to go over the edge. And I was about to hit that first drop. Came over that edge, man. I grabbed on the seat. I grabbed on the seat like a little hoe. I was terrified. <laughs> it's amazing, this VR stuff, man, because the way that your your body works, just that when you, um, your eyes are telling your brain and your nervous system that you're seeing something, you're experiencing something that you're not. And it really did feel as if I was going up and down and around and loop-de-loop -loop because that's what my eyes was telling my brain and my brain was registering that. And it's like, damn, I guess that's why they say, uh, how's that saying go, um, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see because your eyes will actually play tricks on you too. And, you know, that's why when, like, you're out in the woods hunting or whatever you're doing and you think you see something off into the, in the distance, It'll you'll make yourself your eyes will make yourself believe that you see what you think you're seeing. Like when you when you're sitting in a room and a pile of clothes in a chair starts to look like some freak demon beast or something, and your eyes are telling your brain that you see a demon beast in the chair. And so that's how your body reacts to it until you know of course you click on that light and realize that this is just a, a chair full of clothes. But I was blown away about the whole by the whole VR experience, man. It was real dope. I do suggest that if you've never experienced VR before, you definitely need to check that out. Definitely. And then, reminder, quick reminder. If you enjoyed that episode of Growing Up the VDI, Rejuvenated and Relocated, where I started to tell you about my experiences at the Art Month football camp, 
And I left that little cliffhanger there for you guys. The second part of that is out. It came out. I released it on Friday. I think from now on, I'm going to release the Growing Up DeVille episodes on Friday and just run the show Monday through Friday with an occasional day off in there as needed. But it's up. And I tell you all about how uh, uh, we roamed that campus. And <sighs> I'm not even going to get into it. Just go back and listen to it if you're interested in hearing the uh, continuation of that. But, yeah, man, kids really enjoy that Ionic VR. And we're going to go back again sometime this week. I already got three stamps on my card. So two more hour visits and I get a free visit. So this time that we go, you know, we'll get those two stamps. And then, boom, I'll get another hour session free. So then I'll probably take that session myself alone shh don't tell the kids don't tell the damn kids that i'm biting on going to the ionic vr by myself now you ever seen something that just just changed your whole opinion of somebody i've seen a couple things in the past couple days that changed my my opinion of some people man i got a um i witnessed someone start a rumor a rumor that i knew wasn't true because i knew i know all parties that are involved and so i had this third party give me a call and they're telling me about something that's supposedly going on with the other two and it's completely false and i know that for a fact and it wasn't even like this was a rumor that somebody planted in their head it was a rumor that they they basically made up themselves based off something that they saw on the outside looking in and like i just said believe None of what you hear and half of what you see. <laughs> because a lot of times you will see exactly what we want to see. You feel what I'm saying? So that that that's definitely changed my opinion on that person to come to me with this half truth. It wasn't even a half truth. It was just all false. So it changed my whole opinion on this person for them to just uh, start making their own assumptions about a situation without knowing, having any real knowledge of it. And then... On top of that, just spreading that information around, man. It's dangerous to live like that. But we're going to take a little short break. I got to blow my nose, and we'll be right back. So, redfish, bluefish, blackfish, you done went too damn far. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock the past week or so, you've heard about the whole uproar about the casting of Haley Bailey, a black actress as Ariel in the new upcoming live action Blue Mermaid movie. Now, that's not really what I'm here to talk about. I want to talk about a situation that I witnessed stem from this, right? So, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I get an alert from one of my friends. Apparently, there's someone created a Facebook group called Christians Against the Little Mermaid, right? So, I'm like, what the hell? I go scrolling through it, and it's a bunch of memes um, where they've uh, um, uh, made a dark character of Ariel and a lot of offensive uh, jokes attached to these memes. 
Some of them were funny. Some of them weren't even funny or tasteful. Things like they said that Sebastian, not Sebastian, Flounder should be cast as a catfish now. Because uh, you know black people love catfish. Uh -huh. uh, they said, how did? How are you going to, how is, are you going to depict a mermaid from using a, a, a race of people that can't swim? Because you know there's that big rumor that black people can't swim, which a lot of us can't swim because our neighborhoods didn't have pools in them for the most part. And what was another one that they had? My favorite was, how is how is she going to play Ariel when she can't get her hair wet? I chuckled at that one. Because, see, y'all that have been following the show for a while know that DeVille D.I. is all about the jokes. The problem that uh, that that caught my attention, the problem that kind of struck a nerve with me is, is the fact that a lot of the jokes weren't, they were done with a malicious intent. So I scrolled through it a little bit. And then, um, you know, early on, most of the posts were pretty offensive and pretty, uh, pretty distasteful. But then I realized it turned, the whole situation turned. Because, see, what happened was people started to infiltrate the group. People of all different um, ethnicities. Black people started getting in the group. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, white people that weren't against her playing Ariel got in the group. Uh, Hispanic people, all all people, because once a, one or two people got in, they started in just inviting a bunch of people, and then it shifted from just a group of people who were in agreement, uh, you know, just throwing these different jokes amongst each other, to basically like a combat like a race war inside of the Facebook group. And then it was what was even stranger, though, that at one point it got to the point where it was just a bunch of people roasting each other. The jokes got less offensive. They got more lighthearted. And it was actually seemed as if people were having fun just throwing shots at each other in this group. And I was like, well, damn, how did something that was built uh, you know, just uh, that seemed to be built out of just pure hate turned out to be something that where uh, people were just a whole, the whole different demographics of people were just there enjoying the group and enjoying each other's uh, social media company. I guess you would say, like, they even did a, started doing a, uh, like, a racial draft. If you remember the Chappelle show when they had the racial draft, I, I noticed where people would start saying, uh, you know, we'll trade you, the the black delegation will trade you this person for that person. And then, uh, you know, the white delegation will be like, well, we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll only offer you this person and that person in exchange for this person. So it got kind of goofy after a while. And then I realized that the whole, the whole group started as a troll. The whole thing was a troll, and it was very intentional the way it was done because it was named Christian's apostrophe S against Little Mermaid, which at first glance leads you to believe if you're not, you know, uh, um, using your grammar skills, it, <laughs> that just reading it, you get the, you know, you get the idea 
And a lot of people thought that they were saying this was Christians is in the religion against the Little Mermaid. And it was wild to me that people under that pretense actually joined that group and then began to slander, you know, black people in a group that they thought was a Christian anti-mermaid group. But what it really was was Christians, <laughs> as in a person named Christian is, with the apostrophe S, against the Little Mermaid. Whoever, the guy who created the group was trolling everybody from the jump. But I guess the point I'm trying to make, not to make light of a, a, a subject like racism, but the whole point is that something, someone coming around trolling and uh, um, rustling up all these emotions in people actually turned into a gathering of people that were getting along to, uh, for, to a certain degree and just cracking jokes on each other. And eventually, at some point during the day, Monday, the whole thing just disappeared. Like whoever made it either deleted or it got reported. And yes, the whole time, there were still some people that was just being overtly racist in the group on both ends, you know, of the black community and the white community. There was, it was some stuff in there that was just like, damn, was that really even necessary? But most of the people, after the group got infiltrated, most of the people were there just kind of kicking it and having a good time. It was something to do. <laughs> and uh, that's just wild how something that began causing pain, you know, eventually just ended for as a platform to uh, get your jokes off. Or at least that's the way I seen it. Now, take it what you want. But I did ask my daughter, 11-year-old, Disney princess fan. She has literally every doll, every princess doll. Uh, well, not every doll, but you know, um, every character. She has every princess in a doll form. And at one point, she had every princess dress. I bought her for her birthday this treasure chest. And when you open the chest up, it literally had every Disney princess's um, dress in there, and it had jewelry to go along with the dresses and everything. And it was literally part of our routine. When I pick her up from daycare, uh, we come home and she go through her old chest, pick out a dress for that day. And she actually had a Little Mermaid uh, three-wheeler power wheel. And she put on that dress and she jump on that three-wheeler. And I have to walk her all up and down through the neighborhood, through the apartment complex to ride that damn uh, three-wheeler man so I asked her I say look how do you feel or what do you think about them casting a uh, you know a, uh, a Disney princess someone to play a Disney princess that doesn't look like the princess because this is she number one she's a child so even if she won't admit it being 11 years old this this is something that's special to her and then, too, this is the only version of Disney Princess of, of Ariel that she's ever seen. Because, you know, some of us that are older, we've seen Brandy play Cinderella. We've seen different people play uh, whatever the chick name was from Beauty and the Beast and um, all that type of stuff. But she's never seen anybody as, as Ariel except the cartoon version of Ariel. 
And so I asked her what she thought about it. She was like, I really don't care. It's a made-up story. Wow. And then in wisdom beyond her years, she said that even if they casted somebody who looked like Ariel, there would still be some fanboy somewhere that's going to criticize either the way that her costume was put together, the way that they wore her hair. Something about the movie just wasn't going to fit their, um, the original or the Disney original, and they were going to complain about it. Because the original story, uh, Little Mermaid story, I don't know what it's called, but it was about a mermaid who had her tongue ripped out to take her voice in exchange for her feet, and her feet bled the whole time she was using them. It was a grimy story, like most Disney stories are taken from you know, different stories that was already in existence. Some of them from, like, the Brothers Grimm series. Because Disney would just take a story and then license it, patent it, and then now it's our story. But either way, she didn't care at all. And at the end of the day, isn't this something for the children? Your old ass should not be running to the theaters to watch The Little Mermaid anyway. You know what I mean? Let the kids have that. The kids enjoying it. Let the kids enjoy it and go sit down somewhere. But y'all didn't come here for that, did you? Y'all came here for some discipline. So that's exactly what I'm going to give you. The discipline for today goes back to the, the earlier topic. Believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Because your eyes will deceive you. And once some, once, and somebody's eyes have deceived them and they bring that information over to you. And now you're hearing information that is coming from an eye that has been deceived. You're going to end up with a lot of bullshit and then if you take that information and you start to use it and you start to spread it you end up looking like the jackass take this information use it however you will but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today either way you made a difference my friend get you a good breakfast because you're gonna need it while you're out here getting shit done i love all y'all thank all y'all for tuning in to the video di thoughts about the video di podcast Make sure you go back and listen to that last episode of Growing Up DeVille Di, Rejuvenated and Relocated Part 2. Make sure y'all be on the lookout for that Yeah About That podcast and that interview that I did. You're not going to want to miss out on it. And DeVille's out of here, man. Peace.